0: Hi, I'm Graeme Hill. I'm the author of Electric Cars, The Truth Revealed. And uh, if you want a copy of that book, you can download it by going to graemehilltraining.com for a few pounds. And for a few pounds more, you can pre-order the training, which will be coming out in 2024. So, uh, and if you wait until 2024, it's going to be several hundreds of pounds, whereas just for a few pounds, you can get it now just for the small upsell. Okay, um, you may have seen the uh, earlier podcasts I've done all to do with insurance. What I've done is I've taken one section out of around about 50 in the book that we go into depth and de- detail over uh, so that you know everything you need to know when you, when you buy your electric car or lease or, or, or financial electric car or if you've already got one and you need to know a little bit more about all the implications of all these different areas and one of which is, is insurance and, I, I, and I'm not covering everything in the book but I'm covering uh, some of the major issues that may come up when you're getting yourself an electric car. So in this particular podcast I want to talk to you about something called IPT, Insurance Premium Tax. It's very similar to, um, uh, to VAT. Uh, the full rate is 20% but there is a discounted rate of 12%. Now, how are these applied? So 20%, if you get any insurances from the dealer, then they're gonna be at 20%. If you get it from the, if you go over the internet, if you get it from a a broker who's unrelated to the dealer, you can't be recommended by the dealer, he must be totally unrelated, um, or you go to comparison sites and these sorts of things, they will all be at 12%, so 8% less. Now, there are a couple of exceptions one of which is your normal car insurance. There's a fairly good chance that if it's a new car you're getting that you're, you're getting maybe five or seven days free insurance. It's optional, you can take it or not. I recommend strongly that you don't take it, uh, but if you do take it, then uh, one of the main operators in this area is Aviva, and they'll probably be phoning you every five minutes to try and get you to take out a policy. Obviously, they've given you five, seven days free, so they'll want to sell you the policy. Now, if they do sell you the policy, in those circumstances, it's still only twelve percent um, IPT. It's uh, it, it's it, and it will never be twenty uh, percent if it's the normal car insurance. The only other exception is gap insurance when it's finance gap and it's only finance gap, whereby you can get that at twelve percent IPT. So and this is just an add-on. It's the same as VAT. So they add the uh, the 12% onto the insurance cost or the, the uh, 12% onto your, you know, if it's your car insurance or if it's the gap insurance. Okay. So what is finance gap? Finance gap is the one that usually comes and is only really applied to um, either leasing or contract hire or PCH, all the same stuff. Um, and it only applies to a difference between what's paid out by the insurance company and what the leasing company says they want for the car. So if the, the, the leasing company says we want £15,000 for the car, that's our written down value in our books. So we want that covered off. And the insurance company says, well, we're going to offer you thirteen because that's the trade value of the, of the car at the moment. So there's a £2,000 gap difference. And, that is a, and that's general asset protection. It, but it's a good descriptor you know gap is, is the difference between what you paid out by the insurance company and what the leasing company wants and they will make that that um, make up that two thousand pounds difference now invariably in that type of insurance you will also because you've paid a um, an, an, an initial rental so you'll be paying three six nine twelve months up front they will normally pay up to two thousand pounds towards the initial rental that you paid out so if you've only paid Fifteen hundred pounds, then they'll pay out fifteen hundred pounds, which is what you paid originally, um, and they'll also normally pay the excess as well. So check the policy, check what they've got included, um, and that's quite a good thing, you know, because if you then get that um, uh, that uh, the the excess paid for, I think that's normally up to a thousand pounds. So if you've got a five hundred pound excess, then um, they will pay that off. Um, If rather than say, right, okay, well, we've written the car off and now we're going to take, you know, we're paying out 13,000 less the 500 pounds excess you've got on your policy. So uh, that makes up that 500 pounds as well. So just check the gap insurance. But the important thing I'm talking about here is the difference between the IPT that you would pay if you got the the insurance through the dealer as opposed to uh, independently online or whatever. Now, there is another thing I want to talk to you about with gap insurance. Um, There's two other types before we get to that. Um, There's back to invoice and there's replacement gap. Now, the back to invoice is, let's say, originally you paid £30,000 for the car or you put £30,000 on the finance, whatever. You've got a £30,000 car. If they take you and you've got it on a PCP or you've got it on a higher purchase agreement, so it will take from what they um, provide you with as a as a uh, from the insurance company uh, as a settlement on the the written-off car and they'll make up that difference to what you originally paid for the car so if you pay thirty thousand now the other thing that confuses people a little bit is when they've got a part exchange so you've got five thousand pound part exchange so you've actually only financed or whatever you paid uh, the the difference which is twenty five thousand now if that's the case you will still go back to the invoice of 30,000 because it was your car. So you've lost that value of the car. So effectively, they're going to reco- you're going to recover that by going back to, to the original invoice price. So whatever the insurance company pays out, so let's say out of the 30,000 pounds, they've said it's got a value of 15,000. Um, so they pay the, the 15,000 pounds out, the insurance company, and then the gap insurance pays the difference to the original invoice price. Now, the only problem with that is that if you wanted to replace it, say the car was two years old and the car price has now gone up to $34,000, you re- you are going to have a shortfall. So you want to make up that difference. So there is a um, a replacement. They don't actually replace the car, but it's the replacement value. And they take that difference and they will then pay the, the, the higher figure. So they will pay out the £34,000, which is what you now have to pay to replace the car that you had originally with a brand new car. And, and these are the different ways now those types of gap insurance attract uh, a 20 percent ipt so you have to be aware of this now it might be you know we're talking hundreds of pounds here so it may be convenient to have it from the dealer and he can then roll it into the finance so you can spread that cost over the three four five years however long you've got the finance for so there are certain benefits of getting it from the dealer but that's entirely up to you. I mean, but be aware of the fact, and they should actually tell you that um, if you take out um, any insurance, and that's the same as um, uh, tire insurance, uh, alloy insurance, um, minor repair insurance. So there's lots and lots of insurances that they will offer you, which again, they include this 20%. There's only the two exceptions and that's your uh, car insurance, Or it's financial gap or finance gap the other gap insurances attract 20% but as I say it's entirely up to you as to which way you want to play this um, but the option is there now there is something else I need to tell you about gap insurance as well um, especially with the uh, any gap insurance that's been included in the uh, in the in the uh, in the financing of the car so you've got to have two clear days to think about the gap insurance. Why they've just stuck with gap, I don't know. But anyway, you should have those two clear days um, to then consider whether you still want to take out that insurance before you go back in. You still got 14 days, uh, Grace, to to, um, uh, to cancel the insurance. So you still got that. But let's say you go into the dealer, you've organized everything to do with the car, and now they've talked to you about gap insurance. Now, if you're keeping it separate and you're just gonna pay cash for it, or pay it for it on your credit card or whatever, then you don't need the two clear days in fact the credit card may be an issue um, because you are actually financing it now if you if you're financing the gap insurance um, it's really got to be through the dealer so i think you'd be okay with a with with the um, uh, putting it onto a a credit card but if it's being rolled into the uh, the finance through the dealer so the pcp agreement is now including the 500 pounds for Uh, gap insurance. If you then just take out the the gap insurance as a standalone product, you can sign a waiver and say, I don't want to wait the two days. So once it's been explained to you, they'll give you a waiver. You sign the waiver to say, I've understood the the gap insurance. I'm quite happy with what's been explained to me and I'm happy to go ahead without waiting the two days. However, if it's going to be included in the finance, you must have those two days. If they don't give you the two days, um, they're in breach of the FCA regulations and therefore you can actually get out of the agreement if it's been rolled into the finance. It gets very complicated and you really don't want to go down that route whether you're selling GAP or whether you're buying it. Either way, make sure you include those two days. You don't want to find yourself having an issue further on down the line. So you must have those two clear days if you're taking out the gap insurance, which is then being rolled into the finance. So, I think that's about it for the moment. I mean, if you get um, if if you get uh, an extended warranty, and that is another form of insurance generally. Um, if you take the extended warranty, um, you may see on the invoice for the warranty uh, VAT as opposed to IPT. There is a little wrinkle in the system whereby they can move it across into VAT. It doesn't make any difference to you whatsoever. You still get that 20% add-on. But what it does mean is that they can claim back as input tax that 20% that they've paid on VAT, which they can't do with IPT. Okay, that, that's not that important, but you might just see that and think, Hill's gone crazy because he told me it's IPT and it's not his VAT. It doesn't really make a lot of difference. Um, you'll just have to pay it anyway. So that's, that's the end of the story. So that's about it with um, uh, with IPT, just so that you understand. And it's important that you understand these things because with electric cars, there are more and more insurance co- um, policies that you're going to have with the insurance now, um, which cover a number of different issues, which I'll be putting as much as I can into the book. But for the moment, any insurance that you get other than your normal car insurance and the uh, uh, financial gap, uh, but they only attracted the 12%. Everything else is 20%. So bear in mind, that if you're getting the insurances through the supplying dealer, then you're going to be on this higher rate of, of uh, IPT. That's it for now. I've been Graham Hill. I'll catch you on the next one.